the space station is falling apart. The aliens are coming, and only one person can save the day. Whatever you need, I'm your girl. Again. Monday. We're gonna get sucked into the moon's gravitation field. Is that bad? Disney Channel blasts off with an original movie. Xena the sequel, a Disney Channel original movie. Let's go! Monday at 8, 7 central, only on Disney Channel. Xena was a penis. Hey all you snowflakes and snow whites, welcome to January 2001. We've officially, finally, after 12 episodes left, the year 2000, the first year of the millennia. Now we're in the best year ever, 2001. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. Just wait maybe nine episodes from now. Okay. Yeah. The sequel. The first sequel of a decom ever. And I mean, it's the, it's, I couldn't think of a more appropriate one. I'm, I mean, the viewership on the original Xenon Girl, the 21st century, not 22nd, 21st, 21st. or 20th. That would be a fun, that would be a fun prequel. Mm. Like Anne of Green Gables, but with Xenon. But with Xenon. <laughs> oh, man. The people want it. The foreigners are coming into our town. What are we going to do? Xenos and Penis. <laughs> no, it, has, it can't be Xenos and Penis. That's, oh. uh, that's 2050 language. Oh, It'd true. be like... My Metus. <laughs> Freepus Latinus. But yeah, like... Xenon's ancestors, kind of like Back to the Future 3, I guess. The worst one. It'd be, yeah, you put be a lot of emphasis on that one. It would be the appropriate um, next step for Xenon. Yeah. Or like Xenon Jr. But yeah, uh, this came out January 12, 2001. Takes place in 2048. Okay. That's a fun game. Did you ever play 2048? That was a big thing like a couple mm -hmm. years back. There's yeah. like a bunch of tiles and you have to get to 2048. Like two and two, make four. It's kind of like, a, like Tetris, but in a tile with numbers. <laughs> sounds like a so, so sounds nothing, like a blast. So nothing like Tetris. Yeah. The reason why. <laughs> so, so nothing like Tetris. The reason why we used to play in like we used to play in high school like on our phones like because it's easy. You're not playing. It's not like you know players unknown battleground or Mario. Yeah. Twenty forty eight. Like Incubirds too. You just go. <laughs> That's like the sounds they make, probably. Yeah, probably. What you think about this movie? Um, wasn't paying attention to it. I'll be totally honest. Okay. Um, so, I, we're, so we're going to tell our fan that. Yeah. So I'm sorry to our one fan in Belgium. Uh, yeah, I tried. I kind of was having a hard time just understanding like what exactly they were trying, like what they were trying to set up in terms of like the problem. It was very messy. It was super messy. Um, and also I. I will admit, uh, while I was watching this movie, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Ryan. You had a neighbor outside. I had a neighbor outside. Like last week. And they were actually doing the crack this time. <laughs> ah. Yeah, so I got to be a part of that. That was fun. I was uh, thinking heroin when you were talking, telling the story. But yeah. heroin is probably more like, uh, Well, actually, they probably could have been heroin, because they were, as Her I... Hero heroinized? Yeah, her heroinized. Um, as I mentioned last week, they were rather... Aloof. Lethargic. <laughs> Lethargic. Uh, no, but as I was so as I was watching this movie, uh, I got caught up because my girlfriend had just read uh, an article that the Hollywood Reporter did, um, basically like exposing all of the shit that like Scott Rudin has done. All right. And like you know who Scott Rudin is, obviously. No. 
You don't? Give me a, a brief refresher. Uh, major producer in film and theater. Um, he produced, like, No Country for Old Men, The Social Network. Uh, he produced, like... Great Place. Great Place. Um, well, he, well, he produced uh, To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> which, I see what you're doing. Um, and so, yeah, he's, like... He basically is, like, one of the most powerful men in the entertainment industry and for a very long time has been known as, like... Just to be a fucking psychopath. Oh, it's so like Harvey. Uh, yeah, he's like Harvey. But Harvey was more like, I guess, like gross. Well, Harvey. Was, I don't know, I don't well, know. Harvey like would full on sexually demoralize and assault women. Um, yeah. I don't. So yeah. Scott Rudin, as far as I know, has not uh, done anything sexually assaulting or harassment wise, but he basically just makes everyone around him feel inadequate. Um, oh, okay. Like not, in, not that bad. Well, yeah, not that bad. Um, and I've no, I actually, there's a person at the store who knows someone who worked for him who said that he's an absolute monster, um, as the article also says. Um, and I had a friend who uh, worked in his office and said he's just out of his fucking mind. Um, Does your, our friend at the store begin with a K, the name? Begins with a C. Okay, not sure. But we it's, a, it's, a, it's a friend of mine from a previous department. Mm. In our store, still not ringing any bells, but you can just let me know after. I'll tell you after the. Yeah, I'll tell you it's after not episode. a big deal. Yeah, I thought it was, you I know like, you know I the person like you I was thinking of. That's okay. You know the person I. I yes, I do. I know the okay, person yeah. you're talking about. Um, yeah, but in the article, they're basically like one of the incidents was he um he basically got mad at his assistant because his assistant could not get him a last minute flight on a sold out plane. What? The assistant couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. So, uh, so fire he, them. Yeah, or you know what? The more appropriate thing, which he ended up doing, was he smashed a computer monitor on their hand and sent them to the hospital. You wired in now. <laughs> what? You wired in now? I'm Social what? network. Oh yeah. Oh you, yeah. You wired in now. You pretentious douchebag. Yeah. Um, Jeez, broke their hands. Basically, yeah. How's that kept under wraps? Pun intended. Pun intended. Um, well, basically, everyone was just fucking terrified that this guy was going to ruin his their career because he, after people would leave, if he was, like, super spiteful, like, there was a person who, maybe not the best move on their part, but whatever, uh, or maybe they just don't have the best judge of character, or this is just how Hollywood was, they left his company to work for the Weinstein Company, and then uh, Scott Rudin called Harvey Weinstein and basically tried to, like, badmouthing this person, saying, like, they're, you know, they're lazy, they're no good, they're, like, you know, they're terrible, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, Harvey Weinstein didn't listen to him and kept them on. Um, but he'll, like, take away credits from people. Like, he'll, like he, he'll do... Oh, wow. There was one woman who, uh, it was in her contract that she had to exercise for at least 30 minutes in her... Oh, fine, her finally, you can glue out into contracts. <laughs> well, because she has type 1 diabetes... Oh, and so her, I should have let you finish. Yeah, you should have let me finish. You insensitive monster. Um, yeah, because her day started at five a.m. and uh, and would end at around eight p.m. And he was like, "Okay, you can work out between five thirty and six because his day starts at six. His day starts at six and ends at eight. Uh, and then after a while, he basically was like." hey, uh, you can't exercise anymore or you have to do a better job. And she was like, um, well, it's in my legal contract that I have to exercise or else, like, my body will shut down. Uh, and then he fired her. And then she basically... And then her body shut down. And then her body shut down. It was, she, the contract was voided and then she couldn't work out anymore. Yeah, basically. Uh, well, I think she quit 
Um, and then she ended up, like, uh, getting a job at Netflix. And she was like, all right, well, now I work for a company that is, like... She said she was, like, in basically shock of, like, how, like, respectful Pol- and polar just opposite polar opposite yeah. the, the environment was. So she was like, all right, I don't give a shit about bad-mouthing Scott Rudin at this point. Yeah, fuck him. But yeah. if he wants to come on the podcast. So. I mean, if he wants to come on the podcast, I'd be happy to do a, a Zoom call. I don't really want to be in the <laughs> oh, same room with Scott Rudin. No, no, we probably wouldn't make it alive. Actually, yeah. we you, would. Come on. We'd fucking tear him apart. Yeah. Is he a big guy? Maybe I won't tear him no, apart. No, I don't know. Uh, for, well, that's the other thing. He's not a, he's not a big guy, because there was one guy talking that he was like six foot four, uh, but he was very... Well, no, not Scott Rudin, this okay. assistant, which, oh my God, that's the other thing too. So this guy's been in the industry for probably like 30 or 40 years, and he did a 2000... Which one is it, 30 or 40? 35. Good. Uh, he did an interview with the Wall Street Journal in 2005, and he has said that within the f- five previous years, so from 2000 to 2005 at the point of the interview, he had had about 119 different assistants. Whoa. Yeah. That's wild. Because basically, that's low. Low? Oh, sorry. I, I get the confused. That's yeah. It's really high. It's very high. Yeah. yeah that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Well, because basically, what he does is he just hires people straight out of NYU who are naive and don't know any better and want to get their start in the industry and um, just like cycles. And then once they like, you know, kind of realize that that's not how you're supposed to work, they either just leave their office or leave the industry entirely. That would suck. He's like, yeah, you, know, you go to college suck. for that shit. You know. Yeah, it's fucked up to, like, just take advantage of young people like that. Um, oh, really, though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Scott Root, yeah, so I was all entangled up in that. Oh, and also, fun fact, I think there's a movie in the 90s called Swimming with the Sharks. Uh, all right, sounds like a 90s title. Yeah, it's uh, it's Kevin Spacey, and it's a Kevin Spacey movie, and his character apparently is loosely based on Scott Root. So why are we talking about that this time? Is uh, it on so Disney Plus? Uh, I don't think it's on Disney Plus, um, unfortunately. It might be on, uh, might be on like AMC Plus or something, but I don't. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, so so basically, I got caught up in um, this massive entanglement of the the monster that is Scott Rudin. Uh, yeah, so you, it, it rather distracted me from that. Sucks because then you miss the whole monster of Lieutenant Hart. Yeah. Because like he, you thought he was going to be like. This. I thought Scott Rudin was bad. Like watching this movie, <laughs> yikes. You thought that uh, Scott, you know, Lieutenant Hart was going to be the Scott Rudin of Xenon the sequel. That's what I thought. But I guess you would have been right up until the end because, you know, like, everybody's happy-go-lucky. Like, that's another thing similar to, like, last week when we were talking about that other movie. The movie that we were talking about last week. The Ultimate oh, Christmas UCP. Person. UCP. Yeah. Ultimate Christmas Podcast. Yes, and... <laughs> um, it was a UCP joke. Yes. Yes, and, and? <laughs> um, there wasn't really a villain in that. No, there wasn't. Up until, like, the last, I guess, like, until 15... They, until they strong-armed Peter Scolari into being the villain. And But then he wasn't at the end, really. Yeah. Because he was teaching, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this guy... Oh, this guy's so... Oh, my gosh, I love... Oh, wow, well, this guy is so cool. Where do you this... get that bow tie? Oh, my God. I love your bow tie, and I love that you're in the snow reporting to us. We're in Antarctica, and I'm not covered in clothes. Wait, we're not covered in clothes? Well, like, our heads are fully exposed and oh, yeah. we're in the Arctic Circle, so we shouldn't our ears be freezing off or something? We should have some hoodies, but this guy's so cool, he's keeping us heated. Oh, <laughs> there it is! And scene! <laughs> Listen, we both took part in UCB, right? Yes, and I've also been to uh, many a comedy show, so... 
I don't know. Yes, cut that. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, yes, and, um, there's no really villain in this because, like, who you thought, the dad, you thought was going to be the villain, Lieutenant Hart, like, he just was taking care of his daughter. He wanted them to come back. It, It was kind of fucked up, um, closing in the two parents in that room the whole time. Yeah, that but was then not cool. They somehow escaped and the mom flew to Earth. Yeah. Man, that mom really looked like she knew how to fly a plane. Oh, yeah. With the help of Orion. Yes. Which I thought Orion was supposed to be in Luck of the Irish. No, but he, he, was, in a, he was in a DCOM. You, did you miss the joke? Oh. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> nice. There we go. Now we're back. We're back. Going to the mat. Can we please leave that all in? That, all right, that was fine. Great. We'll leave it in. I know you don't like when we do that, but I thought that was really funny. No, I was I was intentionally leaving the pause out there, so yeah, that was it. a good eh, twelve seconds. Great. <laughs> You're not a fan. No, no, no. But this this pause I approve. Pause approved. Pause approved. Just like uh, Oof. damn it, you beat me to it. I was gonna make a dog joke, but mine was gonna be pretty rough. Hey, there we go. Yeah, you know, that's what happens. So, I, you know what? Sometimes um, you just get a bone thrown and... Sometimes the bone throws you. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cameron. <laughs> you lucky dog. You lucky dog. Man, that... I completely forgot that was a movie. Until we just mentioned it right <laughs> you now. You thought it was just a dream? A fever dream, yeah. A fever dream, yeah. That was the second one we did. Yeah. That was a while ago. That feels... Yeah, I do... Ages ago. You know what's going to be really funny? What's up? We're going to be probably not doing this in the next 10 years. I hope like, not. <laughs> but if we do, you know, it'll be like a, a, an annual thing of us coming together. Yeah. Just talking about, you know, the one movie that Disney released on their channel that year. But Yeah, we'll do a live show at the Largo and yeah, it'll be great. Sure. Sure. <laughs> that, Conan decides to move out. Yeah, exactly. We'll get Judd Apatow to talk about it, and, like, you yeah. know, um... Sarah Silverman will come on. And Taylor Goldsmith and Dawes will perform for us. Like yeah. A, ooh, they can do, like, the theme song. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Not to, uh, like, the like theme song to whatever movie we're going to be talking about. Yeah, no, not our theme song. We didn't have songs. Hey. I'm just... We don't have one anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't. We got rid of it. Yeah. I liked it, but... I can you know, see... you're a musician. You should work on the... Give... I want. I want you to do more. Write a theme song. Make it. Record it. Edit it. Edit the podcast. Sound mix it. Add stuff in. Where are they Watch now? the movies. Watch the movies. <laughs> That's the hardest part, really. It, it's that, the most time-consuming. I, I was just going to say, yeah, like, the, these these episodes are usually, you know, 30 to, 30 to 60 minutes, I'd say. Close, you know, around the 40 range, usually, like, 40, 42, 41, 39, 38, 40, 42, 42 and a half. <laughs> That's what I love when this is why this is why these episodes go longer than we anticipate. <laughs> it means I just start ra- naming random numbers around forty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, watching the movies take usually eighty minutes. Yeah, yeah, at least. I wonder when we're going to get like a really long decom. Like a two, like a two-hour long decom. I don't think any. Would push around two hours, but I guess like yeah, hour fifty around like the longest would be around two hours probably. Maybe like High School Musical two. 
No. Mm-hmm. Because that was like the most successful. I see that one. being like an hour forty. Yeah. That I would say that probably is the longest because like nowadays I'd be surprised if they're you know because back when these first started hour twenty hour fifteen mm-hmm. that was like you could pass for that right like similar to like like the old Hollywood movies like those movies sometimes don't even push an hour they're like fifty eight minutes like those John Wayne classics from like the thirties right but um now I feel like all those you know Teen Beach movie <laughs> and what. <laughs> I just I, I thought I thought about doing something, but it would affect us being in a closed room. Okay, never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> I was gonna put the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Please. Right. That would be a, like one of. It's also I'm also just facing you right now too, so it would just go right at you. I would go into the other room. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in your face. You had something, but yeah. like. Because I was actually, you know, I felt like we were, like, in a film class right now, talking about, um, the length of movies. Yeah! But more recently, they probably are, like, 90 minutes solid. 89, 91, 90... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking start, man. You know what happens when you start, man? Can't stop. But Xenon. But Xenon. They introduced aliens. So, Proto's... Yes, they, they introduced aliens... What were we going to say about Proto? I was just going to say, so, like, so, they basically explain the entire movie at the end, which is really nice for people who weren't paying attention, so basically, (laughs) so, at least from what Protozoa said, so, basically, they were receiving some sort of alien, um, like, I guess, connection or wavelength or something that they were trying to get in contact with seemingly Protozoa, but they were really trying to get in touch with her. See? Okay, that's basically yeah. what I was... What I was that is funny, because I, did, I, I didn't realize it, but also, like, now that you said it so bluntly, like, he explains the entire movie to Xenon before he goes out and performs. Yeah. He's like, so I guess I wasn't so famous after all, because there was aliens, and Xenon used to work down here, and she discovered the aliens, and she thought, you know, I'm going to explain the whole movie now. But that's basically, yeah. he explains the whole thing, which is yeah. great for you. Sucks for me, I had to watch the whole thing. Yeah. 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 You gotta, you gotta love your exposition. Yep. And I like the thing at Orion, with Orion at the end where they're like smiling at each other. You know, he's gonna be in the uh, next sequel. Z3. The next sequel? The next sequel. You know what it's called, right? I just said half of the name. Uh, isn't it like Z3? Z3 and what's the colon? Um, semi? Not semicolon. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah it's Z3, uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. Z3, Xenon. <laughs> Couldn't get more simple. Couldn't get more simple. My old teacher in high school, one of my favorite teachers, probably like top five, maybe top three, maybe top two, maybe my favorite. This is why, this is why. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face. Uh, I'll punch, uh, Mr. Rudin before I punch you, alright? Alright, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. But he had colon cancer a few years before I had him. Oh, no. And some kids, he allowed it because if he didn't, he would give them detention, I'm assuming. Okay. But he was an English teacher and they called him semicolon. <laughs> oh, is his heart stopped? He had colon cancer. Oh, he had colon. <laughs> wow, you don't pay attention to Xenon and you don't pay attention to this podcast either. <laughs> 
Semicolon. Semicolon, yeah. Semicolon, that's... Oh, that's funny. That's fucked up, but it's really funny. Yeah, it, it's like, you know, a joke that I feel like some people, if you said it to them, you would be expelled, but you said it to him, so he's like, ah, oh, that's really good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of like I had this... Uh, he is a great guy. Yeah. I, he sounds like it. Uh, good sense of humor. Uh, I had this teacher in high school, this math teacher, Mr. Vlock. Um, he taught, like, the senior algebra, and he had, like, a crazy story. So, like, he was, like, a super smart guy, like, like math whiz, and then he basically developed a brain tumor the size of, like, a fucking softball. So he basically, like, he couldn't, like, tie his shoes, like, just physically fucked up his hands. So, like, he, had to, he basically had to reteach himself math yeah. and retaught everything that he had learned, like, over the course of his life. Um, and so his senior year class, something he would do is he would allow, um, like, them to ask him, like, one math question and one personal question, like, on, um, like, an index card, and to do so anonymously. And one of, and he always drank Pepsi. Like, everywhere he went, he always had his books and, like, a bottle of Pepsi with him. So, one of the students, one of the students asked, hey, Mr. Block, if the only way you could drink Pepsi was through another man's penis, would you still do it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he was just like, um, you know, at that point, I would probably switch to Coke. That's a good reply. I was like, you know what? That's a that's a textbook response. That shows you the difference between the schools we went to. I feel like yours was very much like. Oh, if uh, any if any of the oh dude, if any of like other teachers or like fucking headmasters or anything like heard that, they would have a they would go on a witch hunt for that person. It would be bad. Yeah, because like no, but even like how you're the teacher at your school, Vlock, you said Vlock, Mister yeah. Vlock. Like, how he orchestrated that yeah. is very much like a dead poet society thing where, like, all right, very guys, much so, you yeah. get a math question, you get a personal question. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Because well, he also went to the school, so he, he, he got it. Yeah, where, like, at my place, we were like, hey, semicolon, what's up? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. So, like, it wasn't like, you know, I, to, like, you know, we had seen, we had stuff like that, like, when we performed Fences, we talked about all, like, we... We had deep discussions, but it wasn't really... Were you, uh, were you Denzel Washington or Viola Davis? I was Denzel Washington. Oh. Yeah. Let me hear you. Who says I gotta like you? Who says I gotta like you? It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> 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 we also did Death of a Salesman. The reason why I was like the... I hate... It sounds real pretentious, I guess. But the reason why I was, like, the lead in all this stuff mm -hmm. in our class was because I was the only one who was, like, acting like an idiot in them. Yeah. Like, I would, like, really ham it up. Sure. I'd be like, who says I gotta like you? You know? In, yeah. cl in class. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were, you were a riot. And I, and I made my background James Earl Jones. Of course. On my phone, and I showed it to uh, my teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, um... I wasn't sure if the Denzel Broadway production was up yet. So you just had James Earl Jones. Yeah, probably. Well, it probably was up by then. It was like 2012, 2013, around then. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely Broadway. Oh, yeah, because he was in the 90s, right? For early... 2010. 20... Okay, never mind. I thought it was... Well, James Earl Jones was the was the original production. Well, that was a while ago. Like the early... Uh, no, yeah. late 80s. Yeah. I thought Denzel took it over like late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. Right. No, 2010. I know 2016 is when when the movie came movie out. came out. Yeah. yeah, and now he's doing the whole he's doing the whole cycle, century cycle, right? That's what it's called. Uh, yeah, century cycle. I think. Yeah, it's I know called. it's alliterative, so that would make the most sense. Yeah, century cycle would make the most sense. 
And I liked Ma Rainey. That was really good. I mean, August Wilson's one of the best, so. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, I, yeah, he's just one of the greatest writers just ever. Um, I don't think he wrote C3. <laughs> you know what? He didn't write Z3. Um, oh, you know that for a fact. Okay. Well, yeah, because uh, Mr. Wilson died, I believe, in 2005, and uh, Z3, I believe, came out in 2000. 2001. Say it. Come on. Came out 2004. Yeah. Came out 2004. So that was his last writing credit, all right? Oh, that <laughs> hurts me in such a way. Imagine. Imagine. That would have been. Imagine all the people who like would have been up in arms if that happened. They recast Xenon? <laughs> <laughs> With the Nebula? Like, switch the roles, yeah? Yeah, switch the roles. What do you think about this? I'm going to play something for you. Okay. And let me... I want to know what you, what you think about it. All right? All right. I'll play for the whole podcast as well. Okay. Let's see how this audio turns out. All right. I'm really excited. The galaxy is ours. It's no zoom zoom zoom. It's but it's, it's real, a banger. It's real good. It's that, I kinda like it more than zoom zoom zoom. Oh really? Me, if I'm no. being honest. Like I Zoom 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 just has like that like we were talking about in that episode. Yeah. It is permanently stitched in my brain somewhere, you know? It's Where true. the galaxy is ours, don't really remember it, but I will now. Yeah. It's, it was a really, like, that made up for the other 75 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, except for the fact that he wrote a love song to and for a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. And, and like, would literally get, like, three inches away from yeah, her she's, face. she's 15. She was 14 in the first one. This takes place a year after. Yeah, so she's still very underage. I guess that's okay in 2015. Is Woody Allen our president? <laughs> I hope I hope not. I know it's not Chelsea Clinton. She used to be the president. She used to be court, the president. Oh, court. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Woody Allen would be fucking like 115 <laughs> at this point if it was 2050. Yeah, it's 2040 2047, you said, right? Or well, 2048 2048 because 247 was the first, first one, I think. I don't know if this next one is 2051. Hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. 3 years later, she's 18 in that one. Um well, yeah, either way. Uh, either way, he'd very, be, he'd very be around, unsettling. Probably 120. I think he was born in like 30-something. Like 35? So he's probably like 119 or something like that? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they, uh, maybe they, you know, finally put him in jail and then just like gave him a serum that will last him until he's in his 120s. And then he's Captain America. And then he's Captain America. <laughs> Do what you wear are they now? Yeah, let's do where are they now? Yes. Where are they now? Manikoto. 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 We talked about him a few times before. A number of times. He also did a... Let's just jump into this real quick, because this will uh, take some take some time. What did I text you about doing this morning? As a joke, but then you were like, listen, I don't know if you're joking or not, but I'm definitely not doing this. Oh, uh, where are they now? No, Nickelodeon. Oh, that. oh, oh! No, that you were serious about. I was serious about where are they now? No, yeah, I need to. That. I need to do the where are they now? Um, no, no. You texted me about yes. uh, doing Nickelodeon original movies. Yes, the uh, Nimp. The Nimp. The Nickelodeon movie podcast. Oh, that's that's, that's what Nimp meant. Okay, yeah. I was really trying to figure out why that I was there. But, okay. 
But uh, yeah, it it would be it wouldn't be fun. It would not be fun. I'm telling you right now. Because like Harry the Spy, Good Burger, like they're good movies, mm-hmm. but just doing this all over again with another channel. Uh, I like I'm like I'm sure I'm gonna go gray at some point, but I'm trying to <laughs> not go gray in my late twenties. It'll be much quicker with this. But the reason why I bring that up is because he like did additional material, Manicoto. Okay. He for the Rugrats movie in '95, which was like one of the early nymphs. Yeah. Yeah. Or nymphs. Nymphs. Yeah. Nymphs. 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 Which, to be honest, we should do this next week. Like, rank the top ten so far titles. Mm. Xenon's real good. That's a good title. It is a good title. I think it's based off a book. Yes, it is. It, it is based off a book, but I'm not sure if the title is like, taken from the book. Probably. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure but, about that. But yeah, Xenon is a good title. Great title. Then he also did Smart House, Phantom Megaplex, and this. And he's also going to do uh, The Poof Point, True Confessions, Gotta Kick It Up, Go Into the Mat... Xenon Z3, I Do, They Don't, and Cowbells. So he has all that, all those decomps in the futures. Wow, he's, re- he's really shooting for that uh, Dwayne Dunham Award for film for filmmaking and decomps. No, Dwayne Dunham has a, an award for filmmaking. For filmmaking. That, that's very different from filmmaking and decomps. Almost polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> they almost go against each other entirely. Oh, yeah. But if he had a, he definitely has to have the award for most directed. Uh, I mean, you literally just rattled off like at least eight movies. So I think it, I think it was eight, and I'm not going to read them again or look into it. So I'm just going to say <laughs> he has the most. Great, because you know we see people having three or four, but he has, eight. Yeah, that's a real. It's a legacy. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Hey, there we yeah. go. He also did Freaky like Friday. Yes, <laughs> then he stopped. And then he and then he stopped. <laughs> he said, "I do ten, and then I stopped." I have to stop with cowbells. <laughs> That's what he said verbatim. Yeah, no, just like that, too. It was after his, uh, oh, his tonsil surgery. never mind. Reading it wrong. That was Stu Krager. That's the writer. Oh. Manny Cotto did 24. <laughs> <laughs> he did 24? He wrote 20 episodes of 24. And he... Oh, he did 24. Damn, that's funny. <laughs> yes, thought, he did the show 24. He did I not do 24 he did decoms. 24 decoms. No, if he did 24 decoms, I would rattle them all off. Yeah. He, I would have to. Yeah. He did the show 24, he wrote 20 episodes of 24. Okay. He wrote 24 episodes of the show 24, not 24 of 24 episodes of 24. Oh, he did 24 episodes of the show 24. He did 20 episodes. He did. Oh, he did do 20. He did 20. Okay. I thought I know you just said he did twenty four episodes of twenty four, but he did twenty episodes of twenty four. He did twenty episodes for the show of twenty four. My head hurts. I feel like your teacher. I have to relearn math. Where's my Pepsi? Diet Coke now. Come on. Ah, uh, yeah. Coke Zero. Come on. But we already talked about Stu Krager. Now he did ten decoms, which that might not be a record now because the writers are different from directors. It's true. Yeah, yeah just, the writers are they uh, they write the story and then the directors are the ones that uh, that tell it. Okay. Oh yeah, I thought it was never mind. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around, but you know, after the whole twenty four thing. 
you've been directing? I've been trying to be in front of the camera. Like, you know, I want to be a director. So yeah. I, I've been trying to, like, get in front of the camera and, like, read the lines of the script. Oh, that's, okay. That's directing. I think I think you're mixing up that up with acting. Oh, okay. Well, I want to be an actor. Oh, okay. Well, I'll refer you to some people. All right. Thank you. Welcome. We already did uh, Kirsten Storms. Yeah, we, we know already, where she is. We already did um, Raven Simone and The Color of Friendship. Miss Color of Friendship. Yeah, Miss, Miss Color of Friendship. We, also, we already did all those people. So now I'm going to do three people who are somewhat supporting roles. All right? Do it. You sure? Yeah. All right. I'm just like letting you know I'm going to do this. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for it. Lauren Maltby was Margie Hammond. Okay. Her like new best friend kind of. Oh yeah. The one who she hated. I like that they that that was actually a fun uh, little writing thing that they did with it, where like they brought back somebody from Earth, but like with a different role. Like she was the bully. Now she's like kind of like the um, the frenemy. You would say. Well, she was definitely the bully, like, in the beginning of this. Not really, though. Or, well, uh, just, like, taking advantage Taking of advantage, yeah, but, like, she wasn't, like... I, I'm seeing, like, the bully, like, in a school cafeteria, like, hey, look at this freaking person who can't swim, xenon, major, minor, fetus. Like, now she's just kind of, like, making her her servant, you know? That's true. Just, just, uh, like, I was just going to say, uh, Shadia Simmons is, uh, is the new Nebula in this. New Nebula. Who's also in Color Friendship, which Raven Simone returns for Z3. So did this girl Lily just like fill in for Yeah, probably like this is during like that's so Raven and stuff, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's I guess. before. But um Yeah, this is the like this holds a few records, this um DCOM. The first sequel of a DCOM. And the first the only Xenon movie without Raven Simone in it. Wow. That's what Wikipedia Historic. says. Historic. Right? I'm surprised it didn't win an Emmy for this. I know. It's a goddamn shame if you ask me. But uh, Margie, she was Samantha in The Proud Family. She was in The Princess Diaries. She was Beach Student in The Blue Dress. Uncredited. I don't know why. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, she did. Like, Z3 was the last thing that she did. So we'll see her in the future, but that's like where she was then and now. She was also in You're Invited to Mary Kate and Ashley's School Dance Party, which that just sounds like a fun time. That's I want to be invited to that. I want to go where the Ashleys are. <laughs> wow, beautiful. Thank you. I try. I really do. I Thomas Thomas and Wright played Orion, but he oh, was billed as. You need to do that again. Oh, Orion. Because I was talking over you. I didn't want that, oh, Ryan, to... Oh, Ryan. Anyway. Thank you. Anytime. He was billed as Thomas Wright, but now he's Thomas M. Wright. He grew up, he got a few more letters in his name. He was in The Secret Life of Us as Ico Dixon. Okay. That just sounds like a joke. Yeah, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, The Bloody... Sweet Hit, 2007. It's a short film. He played Young Victor in 2007 in Castleton. He was in the show Rush, which is not based off the movie because it came out in 2009. Right. But more recently, he 
was in Sweet Country playing Mick Kennedy. That has to be a Hallmark movie. Came out in 2017. And he was in The Outsiders, all 26 episodes in 2016 and 17. He huh. played Sheriff Wade Halton. Halton? <clears throat> he was, Halton. That on, was, that on, uh, was that on Cinemax by any chance? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. My movement teacher was on that show as well. Okay. Does he know uh, Thomas M. Wright? Is your teacher Thomas N. Wright? Uh, my teacher is not Thomas N. Wright, and I don't know who she knows. Damn. Yeah. Dear audience, I apologize for And my... I mean, I'm sure she does if she had a recurring role on the show. Yeah. I actually called somebody out today for doing that, where I was talking about a friend of mine, and he's like, oh, what does he do? I said, um, she, you sexist pig. Yeah. Because <laughs> women can do things, too, and men be friends with them. Yep. It was about, um, like a video camera, Super 8, like a Super 8 camera. Yeah. So my friend has one of those. Oh. Huh. But yeah, well, if your teacher knows uh, Thomas M. Wright. I'm sure she does. Tell her to give him a call. And have him be on the podcast. For Z3. For Z3. He's wow. He's going to be back. Is he in Z3? Yeah. Oh, He's all right. I might. He's like the boy toy in that. All right. Yeah. Also, this might be cool, too. We can do like a Z3 slash The Unknown Man kind of uh, episode. That's a movie that he directed this year that's in post-production. Oh. So when it premieres, he can, like, you know, be on the press junket. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, he's going to naturally find his way to us. Of course, naturally. I'm sure his PR team is all over us. He also made... Yeah, of course. Hey, did you hear that? They talked about you for a good, you know, 90 seconds. You should be on this. Yeah. But uh, 2018, he also made Acute Misfortune. He was the director. Director of two movies. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. Directing's fun. Yeah. Sure. I would never know. I wouldn't know either. I've never directed a movie. I, I kind of did, but not real. Not yet. Not the real deal. Not the real feel either. You didn't get that rush. Like seeing an alien for the first time. Yeah. Now that was a rush. Or seeing uh, your favorite musician uh, write a song about you and sing it to you directly into your face. The galaxy is ours. Wake me up, shake me up, the bust do stars. You're 15, I'm 20, let's go to my car. <laughs> We're Wait. technically in international waters, where nothing can happen to us. And we were in space, so I don't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun when we are singing this. Like uh, a few weeks ago when we did... Um, did something. Yeah, we did something. During my mom's date. Oh. On the road again. <laughs> we were talking about that little place where she went. Oh, yeah. That uh, honky-tonk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Honky-tonk. And uh, we started doing on the road again. But next, last but not least, Lieutenant Hart, the um, the Rudin. Rupin? Scott? Oh, yes, yeah, Rudin. Scott Rudin of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's going to hate us for saying that, I guess. Uh, Michael Sacentre. 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 Vanessa. He was in a lot of TV movies. <gasps> Not only, but always raising Waylon, Murder in Greenwich, The Only Man Who Knew Everything, Businessman, Xenon, Warrior, Princess. Not Xenon. X, Xion? I don't know. 
He's also in a bunch. He played Phil Boom, Boom, in a bunch of Power Ranger shows like SPD. Okay. Super Mega Force, Dino Charge. He was also in a movie. I'm not gonna say it. it looks like Pussy, but it's not. The S's. The the first S is in in between the P and the U. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> he was in that. That was a TV show. He played kind oh, man. Oh, Xena Warrior Princess. Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, I remember the show. Big hit. He was in that. Cool. It sounds familiar, but I've never seen it. He also played TV producer in Power Rangers Ninja Steel, so he knows somebody in the Power Ranger market. All right. Plays a lot of shit in that. But yeah, this was fun. This was fun. What do we have next week? Poof Point, something like that. Ooh, Motocross. Motocross, Yes. That's yes. gonna be that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be a good one. You I'm said very... you got a lot of requests for that. Yes, I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of texts about it, and uh, very excited to uh, be recording that. It's also, gonna be, it's gonna be a fun time. I'm gonna do this for the next couple of weeks until we get. Uh, we're kind of like holding this person hostage, all right? Okay. It's week two. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from our Belgian fan yet. Oh no. So, he or she, or they, better. Respond next week. Well, you know what? I'll give you next week off. Yeah, you know I'm still going to count it as week three. Yeah, you know what? We're, we'll cut you some slack for uh, for motocross, but even though they're they're getting they're revving their engines right now for motocross, <laughs> they're ready to go. Um, but you have until the look of the Irish. Oh, to respond to <laughs> that's that. A, that's a perfect time. Could not imagine a more perfect opportunity. For them to, uh... For a Belgian fan to talk to a couple of <laughs> Irish kids with bullshit accents. You're gonna have to do the accent, kid. I'm assuming this person's a kid, or it could be our age. Yeah, it could be you our age. Tell, like, I mean, we're... I, I call people my age kids. Like, I guys. Do, I do even worse. Where, like... It could be, like, my mom or dad's friend. I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid's... You know, this kid was walking down the street, and I saw him do the... You know, like, that could be 50 or 60 years old. I'm like, I, kill, I still call people kids. I do I Oh, I was just gonna say I don't call anyone like like a decade older than me a kid. Like if I grew I up with them do. and knew them, like I'll call, hey, what's up, kid? Or like, like my, yeah, this kid was over here. My cousins who are older than me, like I don't mm-hmm. really call girls kids. No, like yeah, it's like if like oh yeah, what his friend that chicks. Kid, yeah, that, that chick over there. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that broad. I'm just thinking of my cousin who's like in his early thirties, like his friends around the same age, a little bit older, and I call them kids too. Yeah, that guy was crazy last night. You know, he jumped off the he jumped off the ship. Yeah, he got some more sense, yeah. and then he just smashed a laptop and his turn his hand. <laughs> and now he's up in space with some girl with some with some broad named Xenot. It's wild. He thinks the galaxy is his. Yeah. All right. All right. That was fun. That was fun. I keep on saying it, but it is. Yeah. I'm just going to keep on saying it until it's... These ones, you know, I'm going to be uh, completely honest. The last couple weeks, those last, like, around maybe two or three episodes, mm-hmm. a little bit of a struggle. Sure. The other me, you know, Mark Mothersburg, the guy from Devo and the guy who scores, like, It and, like, the Thor movies. Uh-huh. The, like, Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. Yeah. He scored the other me. That should have been a Get out of now. here. Yeah. Wow. That's the modern day. Where are they now? All right. Yeah. But, like, that one, my mom's date, I was like, that Phantom was fun, actually. Phantom was, like, the only fun one in the last couple weeks. Yeah, Phantom was fun. 
but other me, it was a struggle. Yeah, I feel that. And my mom was like, oof. <laughs> Every time I say my mom, I think of my actual mother. You think of your actual but mother. It's actually my mom's name with a vampire, which was okay. Yeah. All right. Next week, motocrossed. Motocrossed. We're going to be revving up those engines. Oh, yeah. Vroom, vroom. Vroom. Cutting my hair. <laughs> For decom. I'm Ryan. I'm Dylan. The galaxies. Oh, Fuck you, Scott Rudy. <laughs>